Hi, my name is Lydia. And I'm Emma. And we're the hosts of Holy Ship. We are passionate about creating a space for women to talk about sexuality, their bodies, and all things relationships. We think that for so long, Christian spheres have often failed to address these topics with women in a healthy, shame-free, and open way. So welcome to Holy Ship, where we address all the taboo topics in a way that is honoring to you, your relationships, and God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Holy Ship Podcast. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the question, what really is purity? The word purity is thrown around so often, but this episode is meant to dive into purity, explore what it actually is, and what we've been taught about purity. Let's have a discussion on God's redemption and the purity narrative. So without further ado, let's get started. Well, thanks for that great introduction, Emma. Um, I am so excited for this episode. I've actually been looking forward to this since we started it because, you know, as we talked about in the first season, we brought up purity culture a lot because, I mean, that's affected our view of sexuality. Mm -hmm. And like even our other guests talked about that. Like it's very much like formed how we view ourselves, how we view our our bodies. And so I think this episode is really good to dig into you know, what actually is purity? What does it mean? Like, what does it encompass? And I think the question I had when I first started thinking about this is like, is it your body or mind or both? Because I think so often the church presents it as purity equals body, purity equals sexuality. And it doesn't actually, you know, show like the mind aspect or even the spiritual aspect of purity. And that's why, like, I think purity culture is toxic because you think purity and you're like sex. Like, right. <laughs> it's just like, I feel like one of those word links, you exactly. know? Exactly. And is purity culture purity? You know, like, yeah, is, yeah. Does that culture, um, like, are they addressing, as you said, like purity in all yeah. the different ways? And I think, like, purity is so multifaceted. And I actually, right. so when I first moved to New York, I joined a community group, and the whole point of it was talking about purity, which, you know, made me a little nervous going in but I was like why not and we had this workbook and basically this was the first time I've heard purity as like not just sexual and they talked about how like purity is just like chasing after God by like wanting to be in relation to relationship with him and like really just pursuing your faith like further and more important than other things you know and like that's like purity is just like being filled with the Holy Spirit and like wanting to spend time in God's presence and all this stuff and like you mean that's not sex like <laughs> what like there's more to this yeah yeah I think I also like when I was older and um like purity took on different meanings the older I got and like the more circumstances I was put into um and especially like when I was in when I you know grew up and I started dating and getting into relationships like purity became less of chasing after God and like just like remain a virgin like Mm -hmm, remain mm -hmm. pure in that aspect um and i i don't think that's entirely true yeah and i think that you know and we'll talk about this some more that purity is multifaceted and has so many different dimensions and like there's a difference between you know purity of mind purity of body um, and you can see that in like the difference between mm-hmm. children and yeah, adults. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I've like had a friend tell me like the first time we actually met, we talked about purity culture and, you know, we're sitting outside because it was in the middle of COVID. So we had like, you know, the heaters outside and it was like freezing. And 
she was telling me she's like yeah like I took this like course on pure puberty on purity (laughs) at my church and they made us make a paper heart they held the heart and then in the class they're like okay now pretend you've kissed someone and they would rip a piece off the heart and they'd be like now you've had sex rip a piece off the heart it's like jane the virgin all this stuff i haven't i should actually okay research. it's like the opening clip like the abuela i'm dead like crumples the flower yeah and she's like, now you'll never see it bloom again uh-huh. or something. And she frames it for, like, the rest of her life. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. And, like, at the end, these girls were just left with this pile of pieces of paper. And, like, they were like, yep, that's what happens. Like, when you have sex, like, who's going to want that pile of, like, paper? And it's like, I think the church so often throws these kind of, like, I don't know if that's an analogy or, like, like what that, you know, but they, like, have this, like, strong, like, shame-filled language that they address purity with specifically. And I was actually reading an article in Relevant Magazine that was talking about um, like purity culture and if we've made purity and virginity an idol. And it had like these like phrases that the church, that the authors heard the church use. And, you know, she said your sexual purity, once it's given away, is like tape that's lost its stickiness, paper that's been torn, gum that's been chewed, and a gift that's been unwrapped. And like, that's horrible. Like, that's what we grew up with. You know what I mean? Like, well, I didn't grow okay, up with sorry. that. <laughs> I'm so curious what happened in Florida during like your childhood. It was because great. <laughs> it was great. I mean, I'm I'm happy to talk about this more. Like, yeah, I think that a purity culture, maybe you know, like I don't want to go blaming the church for mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, because a lot of it is societally driven and like geographically driven. Oh, 100 percent. Um. Yeah, I, I think that I definitely got the the feeling or the sense that um, that you know, like the more and more you you give, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's harder to redeem. Yeah, and obviously, like that's something that you can't ever get back. I mean, that's mm-hmm. totally true. You can't refute yeah. that. But at the same time, I never had the message of like, oh, once it is gone, like you're disposable you know yeah, I never yeah. I never got that feeling but I realized a lot of people do especially from that article yeah and I think like something that like made me so sad was like growing up is especially in middle school and high school all these girls I went to youth group with started having sex but then like stopped coming to church because they were like you know that's the one place where we're not going to be accepted like I went to a public school it's like yeah you're going to be accepted if you have sex you know like just kind yeah. of thing but like they wouldn't go back to church afterwards because they knew that like like or their thought was you know that they were like the paper that's been torn or like the tape that's lost the stickiness and like that's how people were going to view them and so like that's ultimately what made them like turn away from their faith is because they're like well i can't have sex and be a christian like mm-hmm. which is horrible and like i think like you're just totally missing the redemption narrative when you're only discussing it like this and granted like yeah i do think like it's a little bit valid because, like, I mean, we've talked about this in, like, sex thing, but, like, sex does unify you with someone, right? Like, sexual acts do unify you with someone, and there is, like, part of you that's, like, you know, you're connected to that person, but I also think in thinking that, like, you're only unified with that person or, like, you can't fully ever connect with another person, like, you're missing, like, how God can work in your life and how God can heal you and, Mm -hmm. like, heal those situations, so... Yeah, and obviously, like, yeah, so I do think they're, like, somewhat valid. Do you think, I think the shame way they're, like, talking about it is valid? No. But, like, I think, like, what they're trying to say, I 
can understand. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, this is really interesting. So I just want to go back to this article or like the mm-hmm. different analogies. Um, when it comes to purity, like how pure is pure? And um, like how pure do you have to be in every capacity to be considered pure, if that makes sense? Yeah. You know? um, like I'm thinking the metaphor that I can most like not relate this to I guess relate this to would be the um like the the paper that be, mm-hmm. you're like being torn yeah like, piece off of piece or piece by piece um but like you ultimately can put it back together but you know mm-hmm. it's never going to be the same um yeah and like those experiences shape you as well you know like right whether you want them to or not yeah but I guess I'm just trying to get at like you know is it ever like what is what is pure like I think like well I don't think one anyone's like pure like Jesus is pure but like we're humans like we're never going to be like 100% pure but I think it's like just this active like chasing after God right and like I think like just like you're like still a Christian like even if you're like maybe not as far along in your faith as someone else. Like, I think, like, there's just kind of, like, different, like, it's, like, a sliding spectrum of purity. And, like, I'm not saying, like, one's, like, better than the other. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like, it's something you're constantly pursuing as a Christian. I don't think you're ever at the point where you're like, yes, I'm finally pure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have an interesting perspective. Okay. I'm, like, so ready to hear this. And, and, um, so I'm just reflecting back on like my childhood and and even like I was a little bit older because um, I didn't start dating until I was a little bit older, but I didn't because I wasn't dating because I wasn't, you know, talking to guys. I was just going about my merry way. Yeah. Like I didn't have any sort of like sexual mm-hmm. thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, and so because I didn't have those thoughts my mind was clear to think about other things. You it's know? fair, yeah. I I thought about church and I thought about family. Mm-hmm. And I thought about my friends and about dance and, um, you know, like just games and yeah. Fun th- and it um, what it did was it it freed me from being like a slave to anything sexual, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that's in in like a um mental and emotional sense like that's what purity is is to to focus your thoughts on god instead of those things and it's a lot easier you know when you're not like stripping yourself like piece by piece Mm -hmm. for someone else it's a lot easier to focus on 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 god and other things and that's that's um that's purity um in my mind. Yeah, and I would I think I would 100% agree with that, but I don't think like you know like you could say like oh this person's more pure because they like or like it's like worthy of you know what I mean like I think yeah. like yeah like maybe or maybe you are more pure like at that stage, you know what I mean, but I don't think like after you have sex somehow like you can't ever get to that point again. You know what I mean? So that's and I'm Super excited that we're transitioning into this <laughs> because I've heard the term um, re-virginizing. 
Yes. Oh, I hear it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think I think it's a good concept. Okay. Interesting. But you can't you can't like <laughs> you can't become a virgin again. Yes. I mean, I would hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> I actually think it's kind of weird, or like when they say born again virgins, where I'm like, I mean, not. I feel like like you know, you're not a virgin after. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but it's also like, I think that's where like people confuse purity and virginity. Oh, okay. So go into that. So I think like some people like want to become a virgin again, like for religious purposes, or like actually, if no DIY or someone else what. But like I think they're confusing virginity and purity, and I don't think they necessarily want to be a virgin again. They want to be considered pure mm-hmm. because I think there's like I think we have made virginity an idol where. Like, that's, like, the prize. Like, you want to be a virgin when you get married because, like, X, Y, and Z. But it's, like, you know, and, like, I'll talk about this later. But, like, if you show up at your, like, wedding bed a virgin, but you're filled with lustful thoughts, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not winning. Right. (laughs) Like, there's, like, a disconnect there. And, yeah, so I think, like, when people want to, like, re-virginize, they really want to become pure again. And they want, like, the church to see them pure. And I think you can make a decision to not have sex again. And, like, that's not going to make you a virgin. But, like, I think you're on the right path. Like, and you're pursuing your faith more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and you desire to be pure. And I think that's where the need yeah, like, to be re-virginized comes from. <laughs> re-virginized. We can just call it purification. Yeah. And, like, I mean, and, like, I mean, kudos to those people for, like, wanting wanting that you know what I mean but I think like not that you're like broken but like you can't become a virgin again like that's like just not how that works but like yeah you can become more pure you can chase purity like after doing things you know what I mean like and again like God's blood's so much stronger than that redemption is so much like stronger than that so like yeah you can 100% be pure you know like right I think it's so funny I I brought this up to discuss with a guy and (laughs) he was just cracking up he was like you can't become a virgin again yeah yeah and I was like oh but I like like the concept because again I was confusing virginity with purity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and like we talked about this in our virginity episode with Corinne right um so yeah, if you guys haven't listened to that, definitely go back to season one. That was in the sex season. You can, like, listen to that just, like, in a lot more detail because we have a whole episode on virginity. Um, yeah, <laughs> shamelessly. Um, but, like, if they're already yeah. listening to this, they hopefully not, are. Not always. Then. Sometimes people just, like, hop on That's podcasts fair. and like, just, yeah, like, this one looks fun. Listen to but, it over again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, like, discuss, like, that, like, a lot more. But, yeah. And I think to the point of, like, confusing virginity and purity and like making purity or virginity an idol i think christians do need to celebrate virginity we do need to pursue it but like again like let's not allow that to be the win right like i think sexual purity should be and um yeah and i think sexual purity begins with the heart and the mind and like if you're actively pursuing that then virginity will be a natural outpouring of that pursuit of purity you know Mm -hmm. so Yeah, I also think, like, I mean, just with those phrases in conversation, it misses, like, what it's missing is that God doesn't give up on us, like, if we make mistakes. And I think, you know, like, paper heart story where they're left with a pile of hearts and someone's like, you know, no one's going to want that. It's like, no, God actually, like, wants you despite 
you being like in those pieces, you know, like he does want you and he, he's not like, oh, I'm so ashamed if you've gone too far, you're a whore. Like those are earthly messages that we are fed, but like Jesus and God, like they desire a relationship with us. They want to pursue us. And there's redemption when we mess up, which brings us to like the point, the cross means sexual purity is not about us. It's about Jesus. He makes us pure. You know, the spirit gives us power to withstand and we don't become sexually pure by trying with all of our might to withstand passions and desires because we like can't like we're human. And like, that's why I think it ultimately points us towards God. I think that Paul says it best. <laughs> he always does. Um, yeah. <laughs> what a wise man. And um, how we should be transforming our minds um, first and foremost. And that's why yeah. I brought up about like, you know, it's a lot easier, um, you know, when you're younger and you don't have to think of those things because your mm-hmm. mind is yeah. so... You know, so I think when you're older mm-hmm. and you have all of these thoughts and these temptations, yeah, yeah. Like, you need to be actively asking for transformation and yeah. just like those things to to not, you know, be dwelling on them. Instead, dwell on things that are pure and lovely and beautiful. Yeah. And it's so hard to do. And I think that also like, you know, when they talk about having faith like a child, like children are like just like naturally like pure-minded when they're like younger you know and they like pursue like the like fun and like happy things and like just wholesome things and like I mean I work in children's ministry and like you see that all the time and like I had a four-year-old come up to me and was like yeah like I woke up last night and I had a nightmare and I just said no Jesus loves me and I went back to bed because he loves me so I don't even need to worry about my nightmare and I was like that is so pure like (laughs) it's just like you know what I mean they just take things for like what they are and like and I think we think that we can't like we're never gonna be like that Mm -hmm. um as full-grown adults yeah yeah but I think we kind of give up on ourselves like oh you know yeah we can never be we can never be that like you know pure with God again like we're either too like Mm guilt-ridden from our past or we're too you know, addicted to yeah. our thoughts or our actions. And we just think that like all hope is gone. Yeah. And it's not because we can transform our, our minds. Like, yeah. And I also think serious. like, you know, I mean, at some point, like the world does start corrupting like our thoughts and like how we like view things. But mm-hmm. yeah, like again, I think purity is not just like this one time thing. Like it's just like, you should constantly be pursuing it. And it's like, Mm -hmm. when you do have those thoughts come up, like, how are you combating that? You know, like, are you turning to prayer or are you turning to like a worldly way to like process it, you know? And the Bible says to literally flee from it. Yeah. And so I think like, you know, what if like just on like one step to purity, every time you had like a lustful thought, you know, you just said like a simple phrase, like, like the kid, like in script. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, nope, Jesus loves me. Like, (laughs) not going to believe that. And maybe like not that, but there's so many other like, things in scripture you can quote or even just like characteristics of, char- characteristics of God that you can just like say over that you know yeah and yeah I think you know if I'm just gonna play the devil's advocate here because you always do I do I love to do that <laughs> like oh it's so easy for you to say to just flee from it to just say like yeah no. yeah like that's that's just so easy like you mm-hmm. you don't get it Lydia 
You just oh, trust you, me. You don't. No, oh, do I get it, Lydia? You don't get it. Okay, I'm the devil. Devil. I'm not the <laughs> devil. <laughs> I'm wow. The advocate, and I'm yeah. telling you, you don't get it. And um, I I think that you know you can't really can't really argue against that as much as you you know would like mm-hmm. because no one's ever going to get you and like your experience oh 100 yeah totally different all i have to say to that is um like after reading the bible like my just like thoughts completely changed mm-hmm. and my perspective and i think that that's only something that you can come to understand yourself so like yeah you know no matter what you or i or anyone else you know says about these things like it's it's easy to flee and it's easy to you know just say no and transform your mind but with god and yeah yeah well and i think like that's what we were talking about like a little bit earlier like the cross means sexual purity is not about us it's about jesus and like the spirit gives us power to withstand things like mm-hmm. we can't do that our own on our own like we actually like literally we can't like right. we would just fail miserably but like it's through the spirit it's like through like jesus dying on the cross that like we even stand a chance you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like we're also not like you know at these microphones saying that we are pure and like yeah. that we've like never had a lustful thought no, or anything, i literally you know? said like, i was the devil like you, you did you did <laughs> um like yeah and like we know it's not easy like we really know it's not but like I, that's like where we should be like turning to you know yeah but like yeah I mean like I have like lustful thoughts all the time like I've been like tempted in relationships all the time and it's like yeah it's not easy it's actually one of the hardest things ever but like my like point in like saying that was just like I think there's practical things you can do like even if it's just starting out by like saying something every time something comes to your head like Maybe it doesn't feel like fleeing, but maybe you're just taking a step backwards, you know? Like, yeah. I guess forward, however you want to look at that. it's important to understand, like, the connection between the mind and the body, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been talking a lot about, like, purity of thoughts. And, yeah. like, that follows and directly corresponds with, like, what you do with your body. Um, yeah. You know, to, to try to keep, um, you know, pure and... Um, and so, you know, like that directly impacts yeah, yeah. the other thing. Um, so it's important to understand that the yeah. mind and the body work together. And I think um, I'm going to go back to the Relevant Magazine article. And I'm actually going to read a passage from this because I think she articulates it so well. And I like read this and I like was like snapping, you know, on my couch in the living room. Um, but yeah. So it says we are multidimensional beings made up of mind, body and spirit. As important as it is for us to strive for purity in our bodies, purity is not a one-time experience. It's a process, a process that is birthed in us by God's spirit, which redefines every single thing that we do. Jesus calls us to purity of our lives by transforming our minds. And this is scripture. It says, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And for our hearts, it says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And for our bodies, it says, flee from sexual immorality. And even our thoughts, it addresses the Bible when it says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, think about these things. Our purity is not 
simply a product of the status of our physical bodies, but more so it's the condition of our souls, souls that are meant to be completely, utterly, and only entwined with the person of Jesus Christ. We spend so much time discussing physical purity without challenging this generation to live a life that is so spirit-filled, Christ-centered, and God-breathed that purity is just a natural overflow. And I think I will link this article down because, you know, sometimes when people like just read it, you can't really fully grasp it. But like there's so much there and like I love how she used scriptures to back up like each like aspect, like our minds, our bodies, our thoughts, like all that. And like purity is what comes after that naturally. Yeah. yeah. And people are, you know, discussing it in the inverse. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you should just have purity Mm -hmm. and then all of those things will follow. That is so far from the truth. Yeah, and you know, she says, like, purity is not a one-time experience. It's a process. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, like, love that. It is a process, and it is something that redefines every single thing we do. And, like, again, like, that's not just sexually (laughs) or physically. Like, Mm -hmm. it's everything we do. Like, even how we, like, interact with people on the streets. Like, that, like, comes from, like, purity. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, like, love that passage. And, like, I would encourage you guys to read this whole article again. I'll link it. Um, when we post this, but like, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And I love the way she wrote it. And like, it literally popped up this afternoon as I was preparing for this. And I was like, wow, how perfect was that? It's like they knew. <laughs> Divine coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think it's just like purity is so much more complex than I think we were taught up or taught. <laughs> we were taught growing up and yeah, and I think it needs to be more addressed in a multi-dimensional like, and faceted way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm actually curious, like, and we'll post something on the Instagram, but, like, just hearing everyone's thoughts of what they think purity is and, you know, maybe, like, what they thought it was when they were growing up and what they think it is now, if that's changed at all, or if, like, you know, what you are taught when you are growing up actually really did, like, influence what you still think of it today. Yeah, definitely. Because I think, like, even for me, like, whenever I do hear purity, again, it's just, like, body, sex, like, but I'm trying to, like, relearn and, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, again, like, four four and a half years ago, I took, like, a, like, community group course on this, and I still, like, have trouble getting it through my head that, like, it's not, like, a one-time thing. It's not, like, tied to your body, and, yeah, it is. It's a process. It really is. Yeah, well, that's all we have on this week's episode on purity, but we are so excited to dive in more into like purity culture and all of those episodes. So yeah, make sure you stay tuned for next week and yeah, we'll link some stuff um, below this episode and make sure we link them on our Instagram and yeah, just be on the lookout on our Instagram for updates and um, just questions we'll be asking you guys just so we can like dig further into this as a community. Um, So yeah, stay up to date with us on our Instagram. We'll post the most recent um, information on there. And then if you have any questions or concerns, you can either DM us or email us at theholyship.podcast.gmail. And you can find us on Instagram at theholyship.podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that um, this has kind of helped you think about purity in a new way. And yeah, we we just hope you have such a great week and we can't wait for you to hear next week's episode.